Continuing last week's episode, this week's takes us into another topic Todd Fastrick Fingers brought to the table, which was song lyrics, plagiarism, and music. Weird Al, Led Zeppelin, and the Bare Naked Ladies, as well as Why, Why Not. Very music-heavy episode this week. I hope you enjoy it. I think it was Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Ooh. And then I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the lyrics at the beginning, and I'm going, okay, so I think they're talking about... I Now, it could be wrong, because I don't usually listen to the lyrics of the songs. I only yep. listen to them after the fact, and I go, wow, that's what that was about. So I'm singing along to this, and I'm like... Oh, you, you you know. <laughs> you've only recently begun listening to lyrics, I, I feel like. Like, within yeah. the last five or ten years, yep. it's only... Which is very interesting. I mean, you're a guitar player. You you hear the hook, you hear the riff, you hear the melody, but you don't hear. Well, like you don't listen. And, and I'm the same. Like the lyrics are the last thing I focus on. Well, believe it or not, growing up, I mean, Dad played bass, so he he had one of those consoles. I thought you were going to go into Johnny Cash. There. Mom's a, Dad no. played bass. Mom played <laughs> fiddle. No, <laughs> different song. Uh, so he had, he had mom's console, which was a, it was a tube amp. I mean, a lot of, um, uh, I guess the older generation would remember these, uh, the turntables that were like a, a big wooden unit. Like this wasn't plastic. This was actual. We've talked about this unit before. Yeah, this, I love this unit. Th- this thing was made like, you take like three trees to make this thing. And, oh yeah. and this, the sweetest sound that came out of this because mm. it was tube, didn't realize it at the time. And dad used to plug in the back with his bass and play yep. with, you know, he was either playing CCR or the Ventures or, or Vald, whatever he was playing. And, and for some reason, when I listen to music, I'm always humming kind of the bass line of it. I'm just kind yeah. of boom, boom, just kind of going that way. I mean, mm-hmm. I play. I mean, I play guitar and I play bass, but the bass is is kind of what sticks to my in my head when I'm listening to it. So being Ditto. being that it's the first thing I listen to. Yeah. So so the bass the the scale of the bass is so low that anything other than that I'm not really listening to. I'm just kind of listening to the groove of the song and how the bass goes and how it kind of goes along, and then I hear words, but they're just more of a you could just be, you could just melody. be singing something with in a whole different language, and I wouldn't know because yeah. I, I don't really listen to the actual lyrics of the song because each song represents the artist's version of whatever they're singing and how it's all transpired and whatnot. And then, I mean, you can give me some sheet music with some lyrics on it, and I look at it, and don't put the title on it, and I look at it, and I won't know what the hell it's all about. And then I look at the title, and go, oh. Okay, that's what that's about. <laughs> yeah. Look at it. So, uh, yeah. So I was I was listening, and it, I believe it was Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills, and I, I and now I I still haven't looked at the lyrics, but I'll have to look at them later. But from what I gather, they were talking about I think the the natives in the land, and then a white man came and you know pretty much fucked them up, and 
and then it goes into run into the hills. Now I, I I didn't read the whole lyrics, but that was kind of the gist that I got of the song. Of course, now I'll have to look it up to see if I'm even close. Uh, I'm, I've got it right here. Oh, do you? Lyrics. All right. Run, run White your men lives. came across the. So you ready? Okay. Hopefully, this isn't copyright infringement or some some sort of thing where you got shut down. But I'll try not to sing it, and then should we, then it should be okay. Should so be. White men came across the sea. He brought us pain and misery. He killed our tribes, killed our creed, took our game for his own need. Mm-hmm. We fought him hard. We fought him well. Out on the plains, we gave him hell. But many came too much for Cree. Oh, will he ever be set free? Yeah, that's pretty much See, the gist it, of the song. Yeah, that that's it's white man came over and fucked everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, you could be singing about you know I'm going to take this uh, metal poker that's you know red hot and stick it in your eyeball and whatnot. And I'd be singing away, yeah, da, 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 not knowing what the lyrics yeah. are, and then <laughs> after just like really, you know, and and. <laughs> You know, some songs I'm sure are questionable and people are going, la, la, la. And then you figure out, you know, uh, it's like when they were talking about Ozzy Osbourne and playing uh, the music backwards and these satanic messages and all yeah. this other stuff. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I see, I knew what this song was about because I, I watched the music video a bunch of times. And I was always confused because, the same as you, I'm not listening to the lyrics I listen to the, the the melody. I listen to the 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 hooks and the riffs and everything, mm-hmm. and a, a, a different story forms in my head based on what the song sounds like, not what the words are, but what the song sounds like. Right. So, for me, I'm listening to this song and like, <laughs> oh, this is like a song like, you know, being wild and, and running through the hills because it's called Run to the Hills. So I'm like, okay, it's running through the hills and, mm-hmm. and you know, being crazy and, and being metal and, you know, like, you, you know, nothing beyond that. And then I saw the music video and the music video, like, pretty much lays it out. Like, they're, they're using old uh, old westerns to, well, to basically what, illustrate the, the lyrics. When I first heard it, I, I thought it was almost like, you know, when you watch a, like a Tampax commercial? They, they, they're, they're, they're talking about the whole commercial is all about something that has nothing to do. You know, they're playing, you know, they're doing the whole swimming and, and playing, uh, tennis or, you know, riding a bike or it's like, it's got nothing to do with, I mean, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, it would, it would be a whole different commercial. Let's say actually wanted to target what it was you're actually talking about. But run through the hills. That that was pretty much what I thought it was all about. It's like, oh, I'm free. I'm freedom. Like, type thing. I'm running through the hills, and you know, the sound of music with the veils and things yeah. fluttering in the wind. Uh, you know, so if we if those lyrics get repurposed, we can use this to promote feminine hygiene products. I guess. Yeah. Well, you could. I mean, if you if you wrote a song. <laughs> You know, when, when songs are written, when, when something's plagiarized now, is it because of the lyrics or is it because of the music or is it because of both? How does that, how does that work? So if you took Um, a song, say, say you took run through the hills and you went, you know what? I'm going to change the lyrics to this whole song. I'm going to do something whole, totally, completely different. It's going to sound exactly the same, but the lyrics are going to be different, but similar. Like similar sounding, but a whole it has different the same melody, but different words. Right. I'm sh- I'm sure you couldn't do that. 
No, you can't. No, no. I the, the, so there's I, I I can't remember. I, I, I looked into it a couple times, <laughs> but you can um, I, the idea. Well, I mean, Weird Al. Oh he yeah, gets away with it because of parody. Because I mean, that's literally what he's doing. He's well, taking would be everything and, and the same and 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 taking you know and just changing the words, right? Mm-hmm. And he's using the same melody, the same music, like literally the same music. No, in but, a case like that, does he have to give royalties to the original? No. Writer? No, because it's because it's parody. Parody is allowed. So you could be a parody band. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the here's the thing. I think I'm interested to talk about Weird Al. I could talk about him all night, um, <laughs> and I will share a Weird Al story with you too. Okay. But um, what the the thing about Weird Al that was was different. Like, there's a lot of people that do that. Like. You know, uh, Luke Ski, I saw him perform at Keycon. You know, they, they take familiar songs mm-hmm. and then rework, you know, the lyrics, right? Right. All the time. It happens all the time, especially in, you know, in fandom. So, but the difference with him, and I don't know if anyone else does this, and if they do, please correct us. But he would go to every single artist he was going to do a parody of and ask their permission. Wow. Every single time, it's not required, it's not needed, but for him, he felt like, I think there was a legitimacy to what he was doing, or he felt there was a legitimacy to what he was doing. He wasn't just a parody artist, he was an artist, right? and he didn't want to do anything without being above board, up front, you know, he didn't want to put something out and then have the artist like be pissed off or something like he, he never did that. So like, you know, he got permission from Michael Jackson, you know, he did a lot of Michael Jackson parodies and you get permission on those, he got permission from Madonna, you know, you get permission from Prince. He actually met Prince. Wow. I, I believe, I can't remember what the story is. I think he met him or something. It was like really weird and creepy, but you know, so Prince was. What do you, what, what do you need a, to do this? Is it just like a phone call? Do you have to get lawyers involved? Do you just, it's just a word of mouth. Do you have to have something signed by the actual artists themselves. Well, how, well, how, how does that work? So, okay. So here's where the, like, and, and again, I'm not a professional lawyer. I'm, I'm not an entertainment lawyer or anything. But, <laughs> I'm just a hack, but Hey, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a hack, <laughs> I'm a hack lawyer, <laughs> but I, I've read a lot of these cases and I'm always fascinated by, you know, Led Zeppelin's been sued a gazillion times where they would literally take all the words from a previous blues song and just play different music, you know? Wow. There's jamming and Zeppelin all the time, all the time. There's multiple instances of it. So, you know, when they're they're doing a song that is bluesy sounding, right? Robert Plant was taking something from, uh, from an old blues song, you know, Blind Willie Johnson or, you know, or, or whoever. Right. Um, squeeze, squeeze the lemon till the juice runs down my leg. That's, that's a, that's an old classic. It was controversial <laughs> in the day. It was, you know, it was performed in the juke joints and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, and you know, there's a whole backlash against them, like, you know, white men stealing our stuff. And <laughs> to be honest, yeah, they were. Yeah. But they were fans, and it was meant to be an homage. But they they didn't get permission to do what they were doing. They just did it, right? And it was meant to be, hey, you know, we love this stuff. We grew up on this stuff, but they're still making money off of it. So exactly, you know, the lion sleeps tonight all over again, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I was going to say was, 
here's the difference with parody. You can do it and nothing happens is my understanding. Um, but with rap, they will go steal, you know, like the, the, the old story of funky cold Medina ripping off, uh, Van Halen, a, a Van Halen riff. The beginning, yeah, yeah. So, um, they, he, I, I'm pretty sure he had to pay, and all these rap artists. Um, well, yeah, because they're taking they audio clips from actual songs and they were using them. That's that's, well, yeah, that's a direct using, rip off. So that's not parody. No, no, that's not parody. And it's also not. In a lot of cases, it wasn't. Hey, you know what? I'm a huge Van Halen fan. You know, I'm going to, it was more like, hey, I like that, that lick. And if I cut that lick in half. No, um, no one will ever know. <laughs> well, that's, you know, I don't know. Sampling's a whole, whole different thing. But now, you know, eventually through the courts and stuff, eventually they, they settled on, well, this is what you have to pay. And they're set standards. Our cousin Danny and the band he was in at the time, the Divorcees, they did a cover of, they did an ACDC cover. Right. And uh, we talked about, we talked to him about, like, what, you know, how did you, you get permission? You don't have to get permission. You just have to say you're doing it. And then you make sure that you pay the appropriate royalties because there's, you know, there's set rates. Oh, okay. And, you know, you just do it. So, but I mean, all of that came about, I think, because during the rap years, there was so much sampling going on, you know, eventually. You know, they, they had to figure out a legal way to, 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 to deal with this, right? True. Yeah. yeah. As long as everyone gets paid, everyone's happy. But back to, back to the Weird Al thing, mm-hmm. um, of all the parodies, like he's the guy that gets the most respect from other artists because, you know, he, he's, he's not, as we say in, in, in New Brunswick, he's not doing anything on a cachette. Right. You know, he's just, he's up front and he's like, hey, this is what I'm doing, like, you know, like, you know, no surprises. I'm doing it. I'm telling you I'm doing it. Right. I'm doing it to this song. Here's the content. I think he would even show them a sample, you know, to get approval. But huh. I remember liking him when I wasn't very serious about music. And then I remember incredibly disliking him as he got popular because I'm like, well, he's just a parody guy. Like, he's got no talent. <laughs> like anybody can, you know, anybody can do this. It's like, a, it's like a limerick, you know, a dirty limerick. Like anybody can create a dirty limerick. Doesn't mean you're a musician. So you thought he was a hack. I thought he, I thought he was honestly, I did after a while. I'm like, you know, because I was playing drums and I'm like, you know, one day I'm going to be a, a musician, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, I wanted to honor, like, I even felt like, like I, I revered musicians and, and songwriters and that, and I even felt it was a betrayal to if you're going to grow your hair long, you better be you better be playing you know an instrument, <laughs> otherwise you're just pretending like you're a hack. You're a poser. Like that was my opinion. Yeah, I didn't grow my hair long until I was playing drums. Shit in the eighties, like, everyone you know, was a poser, I guess, because everyone had mullets well, and. Yeah, I mean. Small, small minded I was, but that was my thought. So I, I hated, I, I didn't like him. I get to a point where I just like really disliked him because he was, I guess part of my hatred was my protection of kiss who I revered in those days. And I'm like, this guy's bigger than kiss. And he hasn't even written an original song. 
you know, that was kind of my opinion. Like, why is this guy getting all the glory when a band like Kiss is like a third tier band now? (laughs) So anyway, long story short, Mm -hmm. uh, Skelly, a a friend of mine, Rob, you know him, Mm -hmm. he he convinced me to buy tickets to a Weird Al show. He's coming to Winnipeg and he's going to perform. I can't remember what tour or what year it was specifically. But um, you actually you actually ticket. spent money on yep. on the person that you considered a hack. Yeah. So so I, how did think, he convince think, you to, to to do this? You know what? I think my position softened a bit. I just thought it might be fun or funny. I didn't. I still wasn't going to take him seriously. I honestly thought it was just going to be backing tracks. Okay. And I thought that's what he was doing. He you know go online, you find the backing track like a karaoke thing and sing over top of it like. You know, I, I almost thought he, that's what he was doing. Okay. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I, Skelly would invite me to go out and do something. And at that point it was, you know, I love that guy to death, but he's so hard to nail down to do something with. He's always too busy. He's always running off here. He's always saving, you know, a cat in a tree. He's, you know, he's, he's always doing something crazy and there's always something happening oh my vehicle broke down or oh my house house, the walls of my house fell and my roof caved in or like there was always like some weird you know exaggerating a bit but there's so once you're able to nail nail them down into something and you said yeah i'll do that okay well fine then i'll join you like (laughs) yeah exactly so that's you know it was kind of a bit of that and um so i went he has he has a band he's had a band for a long time Mm -hmm. um he does play uh, accordion. Yep. Actually, he's very good. His his father he, was a was a polka king. Yeah, he's he's played um, a few times in a, a few videos. Yeah, so he was amazing. Um, and the nasally voice thing that he does is just a shtick. He actually has a, a brilliant voice with an amazing range. Uh, and he did perform some original songs. I think he performed like two or three original songs, and they were fantastic. And, you know, he had costume changes, the whole, like, it was very entertaining, but his band and himself as well, mm-hmm. amazing musicians, probably, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie, these guys could, you know, run circles around most well, other sure bands, like all... 75% of the other bands out there, these guys can, and, and the reason I say they can run circles around other bands is that if you think about it, they're a band, well, there's studio you know, musicians, guitar. I'm sure. Well, but they're like it's been his band for forever. I think some of those guys have been in his band like the whole time. But think about this, Todd. You know, we go see a band we like, like the Van Halen, or you know, I, I, I used to like Kiss quite a bit, mm-hmm. or you know, I go see the Pixies, or you know, saw Alice in Chains. You know, you, you see a band like that, or Chris Cornell, like Soundgarden or whatever. Like you see these bands. Mm-hmm. And the common denominator of any band you go see is they're playing a very narrow style of music. Some more narrow than others. Mm-hmm. Chris Cornell, you know, he, he played a little bit of folk, a little bit of rock, a little bit of metal, a little bit of uh, R&B. Like he played, you know, so his range was a bit wider for right. what, he, what his band played. Right. But, I mean, if you go see Kiss, it's, you know, it's 4-4 rock and roll, and that's about it. You know, but 
to see his band, they could play every style of music because they didn't just cover rock songs or pop songs. Exactly. They do rap. They do polka, of course. Right. They do metal. They do grunge, alternative, whatever. They do uh, dance stuff. Right. They can cover any style of music, and he can sing or rap any style of music. Wow. No other band can do this. No, no other band can even come close to this. No, the only certainly. band that comes remotely close to the is um, the Bare Naked Ladies. Really? Yeah, I, I saw performances that they did, and they were they played hip hop for like thirty minutes. <laughs> it's like what? And, and not only were they playing the hip hop and rapping, mm-hmm. they were also dancing. They were doing the dance moves too. It was crazy. Wow. But nobody, that's, so there is genius to Weird Al. Like, yeah. nobody can play as wide a range of music as him and his band do. And they don't have, they don't use samples. I didn't see any sampling. There was guitar, bass. I mean, yeah, sure, there's a keyboard, sure. But they're doing everything with real instruments. They're not sampling. They're not phoning anything in. Like so, they're like it's they're, all there. So they're almost like a Best Buy. So if you go, if you go to the Sony store, you know what? It's like a band. They play a narrow, like you said, selection. They're playing their style, and that's it. Whatever style that may be, that's what they stick mm-hmm. to. So basically, you go to the Sony store. They only sell Sony. Don't go there if you're looking for Itachi or anything else. Yeah. Or you could go to Best Buy where you can buy Sony and you can get every other thing under the sun. So these guys are, are, I'm assuming they're studio musicians. Maybe they're not. But when it comes to studio musicians, you just give them a piece of sheet music and they'll play it. I don't think it really matters what style it is because they they know how to read it properly where they can, you know, how the cadence and everything goes and the feel. They're learned musicians. They read music and they can, yeah. But you can have people that read music that can't, can't do anything other than read music they can't just improvise yes. but, yeah yeah but these guys were spot on so i you seeing their studio people is probably pretty uh, accurate description because they were spot on like they had i'm sure they 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 were within minutes of their of their set list time they knew their set list would take x amount of time right you know the, the, t- the timing of the drummers like spot on like you know it's, this is 92 minutes and 30 two, 92 minutes and 30 seconds exactly like and uh, even the wardrobe changes like just a well-oiled machine so after this happened well Luna came down to visit after I saw this concert I started I went down a, a big weird owl hole and I started listening to more and more and more of his stuff right and realized that he's got a lot of original songs that are probably better than any of the covers he does, but his covers are his bread and butter. Right. Now, are these, and are these like funny songs? Are these hilarious. Just, just regular songs? So it's like Cat no. Stevens or, or, or those guys? No, that, no, but they're, like, they're real, they're real, they're fully constructed songs. Um, you know, with it, it, inventive lyrics. The lyrics are brilliant. His rhyming his ability to rhyme and use smarter words, not just, Hey baby, how you doing? Like, no, he's got like really well thought out lyrics, 
really well thought out themes and it's not stream of consciousness at all. Like he obviously spends a lot of time on the lyrics of his original stuff. You know, what would be cool. What's that? Okay. If, if, okay. Cause he does parodies of, of songs, right? I would love yeah. to hear him do a rush song because the rush lyrics, as you know, are very, <laughs> very deep. They're very, yes. there, there's some weird meanings in there. So, I'm yeah. just wondering what he would do with that. I wonder if he's done one now. I gotta go. I gotta go see. Like free will there, there or something. Must be a, like just. Oh man. Yeah, like a real popular one. On a side note, I've been listening to a lot of this. Uh, why? Why not? Oh God, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to a lot of them too. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's uh, when you're a Rush fan. I, I don't know how he stumbled upon it, but. Um, there's, there's this band, I guess they got together. Um, yeah, some but, people may know who they are, so like did, it may be explained. Yeah. I, you know, I, I guess I could have done a whole synopsis on them, but, um, the, the, there's the bass player and the guitar player and they live in two different States altogether. Right. So they've been, they were kind of, I don't know if they were in a chat room or they were talking or somehow they got together and they started playing rush tunes. So one would play it and the other one, he would send it to the other guy and he would play his stuff and, and whatnot. So eventually they got together, uh, and they were going to do some rush stuff together. And then they found this singer and, and this girl has got quite the range. So where did the, where did the drummer fit in, in this? Uh, you know what the drummer from what the videos that I saw, I think there was a couple of different drummers that they had. Oh, so they may have okay. a different one in the beginning and then the gotcha. one now. So I'm, I'm not too sure who, who the actual guy is, but, but either one, whoever well, was playing drums, it didn't matter. Good. It was, it, it was spot on. They, they had yeah. it. I mean, if you closed your eyes and listened to it, the only difference was the vocals, but the vocals were so close that it was, it was crazy. <laughs> And there was actually a, a piece. I don't know if they um, they gave Getty uh, one of their their CDs, but uh, oh. Getty had had said, "Yeah, says I want my fingers back." <laughs> it, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually, yeah, he has heard them. Yeah, and, and uh, likes them. Yeah, and he nails that sound, boy. Wow. And if if you're a Rush fan, I would suggest going on YouTube and look for Y Y N O T. Yep. And uh, just listen to the stuff they have. They have original stuff, uh, which is really good, also. Yes. And um, yeah, it's it's and they're selling it on their site. They've got some swag stuff that they're selling too. Um, all really, really, really good tunes. I've I've listened to their I, stuff. I added it, a bunch. Of, I've added a bunch of their albums to my uh, to my playlist because I have a, a streaming service subscription. So I. I, that that day you introduced me to that that one you sent me that one song <laughs> yeah that's all I listened to for the rest of the day I was like oh my god like and I just kept listening going I couldn't believe it I was looking it, at it going <laughs> I kept waiting for mistakes no oh yeah no 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 they're, you know they're that, tight. that's the thing they're tight very very tight very good band so yeah, if you if you're a Rush fan and you miss them. And you really love the like the signals and and, and uh, the motion uh, moving pictures era that that type of um, of music that they played because I know when they came here when they were doing their their clockwork and their and their snakes and ladders and, and tours and stuff the the biggest draw was when they did their old stuff 
when they did their old stuff, everyone oh, was, yeah. was up. Everyone was, you know, bouncing around, just having a oh, great yeah. old time. When they played their new stuff, that's when everybody went to the canteen. No one knew it. It was, you know, it was okay. Yeah. It was good music. But nothing beats, you know, those those two, three albums that, that they had done. And this band, that's their style. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, they, they don't cover new stuff? I didn't see anything that was new, newer Rush. Uh, there's a couple of songs I didn't really recognize, and I don't know what album they were off of, but it was it was some Rush stuff. But but they nailed it, and I, and I had uh, I actually sent a link to Norm because uh, I figured you know he he probably liked that, but but he he already knew about them. <laughs> he had been following them already, so I was like, wow, where the hell have I been? But yeah, oh. if if you definitely check it out if you're if you're uh, an avid Rush fan and just can't find anything. Shout just, out to Why Why Not. We're fans. Yeah, man. big if, fans. Big if fans. If the world ever gets back to normal, and they come <laughs> here, or even if it's like a road trip to like somewhere to Fargo or something, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd want to go. I was the the one thing that was surprising was like I I heard I hear the, this girl singing. She's this. I don't know, this little thing, and, I, and I'm calling her a girl, and it's, I know it's not politically correct, she's a woman, but she just looks like this 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 little doll, almost. <laughs> like she just looks, I don't know, she looks like, you know, like your your little sister or, you know, your your, your little cousin. Like, she, she doesn't, she, she doesn't look, she doesn't even look 20. I'm sure she's older than that, but yeah. it's interesting to see this young lady playing with these old guys. These older guys. Well, you think of the era that of Rush that they're playing and her age. I know um, that, that's yeah, right. But, but she's got you know she's got the pipes to do it. And when and growing but up, she doesn't sound like Getty Lee either, though. Which no, is good. Like she does it in her own style. It's and the same range. It, yes. Right. But different style. Yeah. And I, at first, it was it was really off putting. Because of like the because the 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 precision to how they play the rush stuff, and then to hear her sing, I was like, oh, I was off put, but super entranced and like off put in a good way. Yes, in <laughs> a good you, way. When you yeah. say off put, is like what do you mean off put? <laughs> oh no no no! But it just like I I actually had to stop, step back, and went, wait a second, what is this? <laughs> like what's going? And, and I was like, does this work? And it's like. Because I, I know some people can't stand Getty Lee's voice. And I know it's, it's... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people it's, that... It's, it's, it's a common enough problem. So people... I mean, I love his voice. I think his voice is great. But I can understand why his voice gets on people's nerves. Right. You know, it's the same thing, you know, with the, the ACDC singer, Brian Johnson. Like, some people, I'm sure, can't stand his voice. Right. I like it. But, you know... It, it's an acquired taste, right? Like mm. it, it, it's like some people don't like to drink beer because it's so harsh tasting. But you know, you you have a few beers, you'll like it. Like same thing with Rush. You, you gotta you gotta have a twelve pack of Rush before you. It's you know, uh, yeah. Maybe you appreciate Getty Lee's voice. It's a different. It's, it's a different way of writing music. The, the, it's not like the like stuff you hear in the radio. It's not like you know. There's so many bars of this. So many, you know, you get the chorus. You get the, it. It's just a mishmash. It's not even. It's structured a whole lot differently. But do you think this? Do you think this singer? Like I, I know the music's hard to. Music sometimes is hard to digest for people, but they can always get through on the vocal, right? You know, like 
you and I will hear, oh, you can listen to that groove or listen to that beat or listen to that little fill uh, that guy did on, on the guitar or whatever. Like you and I will instantly hear something and pick out those things. Right. Those, you know, those musician things that, you know, other people don't even hear. But as long as the vocal is nice, people will like the song. So I think some people didn't like Diddy Lee's vocal, but if they heard this lady, so if let's go back in time and say, this was the original singer for Rush, Mm -hmm. this, this, this lady whose name, I'm sorry, I I don't, don't even know what her name is, but say if she was the one that was, if they had hired a vocalist for their band Mm -hmm. and this was the lady and she was singing, do you think they would have been more popular because her voice it's not, I don't, I don't know if I'd say it's commercial sounding, but it's, it's more, um, easier to listen to, to a general audience. Okay. We're, we're, we're going like to drop. I, I see the, I, I see the nuance in Getty's voice, but. Okay. So her name is, it. well, I think that's her name. Rocky Cooner, K-U-N-E-R. Okay. Okay. That's, Rocky Cooner. Rocky Cooner. That's, that's the name. That's her name. Um. Let's see here. I'm trying to go by the guy here. Billy Alexander. He's the one who plays the guitar. Okay. And. Rocky. Is that like a nickname? I don't know. And the rock and bass player was rocking the, the goatee. Yeah. <laughs> and the long hair. Tim. They looked cool. Tim Steris. That's awesome. the bass Yeah, right? yeah, awesome. Both, both. He, uh, he looked cool. They're 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 just awesome. Wow, I, I can't believe. Like growing up, that's what we played in school. Like any any uh, talent night or something, it was either you know Mike, Norm, myself, or or, or Zap and Mike and myself, or whatever. Depending on what timetable, it was either junior high or, or high school. That was Rush was it. You know, exit stage left from beginning to end. Oh my God! Signals, motion pictures, Grace Under Fire. Hemispheres. Moving pictures. What's that? (laughs) Moving moving pictures. Oh, what did I call it? Motion pictures. Oh, motion. (laughs) Yeah, moving pictures. See, I don't even know my songs. You just pulled a dad there. See, (laughs) same with lyrics and song titles, I guess, or or band or uh, albums. Seven Days in July there, that song there. Was that song? Seven Days in July? (laughs) Seven Days in July. (laughs) Five Days in May, Dad. Yeah, so basically they're following the dreams that, that I had wanted i would have if, if that would have that would have been something i would have loved to have done oh my god what, what they're doing and i'm yeah. sure there's a lot of bands a lot of people out there who are rush fans who who would just love to have done or doing what they're doing okay so so that being said mm-hmm. today and yesterday right. i was listening to a band you played with <laughs> doing doing rush covers uh, you and I, I can't remember the two first names of the Sitches. Yeah, there was. What were the names? Do you remember? The Ken. last name was Sitch. Ken was the bass player. Ken, yeah. And um, oh god, I'm sorry. Oh I'm wait, not, I'm I have the cassette. Names. I have the the case right here. I think the names are on it. Oh, yep, they are. Look at this. Todd McGinnity, Rob Walsh, who's the singer, I guess. Jer Sitch and Ken Sitch. <laughs> Jerry Sitch? Is that what you Jer- said? Well, you just wrote you just wrote Jer G J E R R. Jerry. Yeah, I think it's Jerry. 
This is recorded in Selkirk. Yeah. So they so they've got they've got a couple albums out. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, here one is I think it's just now this is, the self-titled. This is album, funny. Hourglass. So it said it says Todd so, McGinnity, lead guitarist. Okay. Rob Walsh, lead singer. Yep. Jer Jersich, lead drummer, and then in brackets, why not? Y N O T. How about that? Why not? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was back. So we're in just what, talking about the band. Why we're just talking about the band? Why not? That was what back in what ninety two, ninety one. Probably yeah, probably around then yeah. But I was listening that. to this stuff. Um, and I'm like, God damn it, it's good. You you guys were you guys had it down. Like it was pretty impressive. And then I'll have to so listen listening, to that again. I have it. I'm actually going to convert these over to, I don't know if you, if you have it or not, I'm going to try to convert them over to MP3. Okay. But then I was also listening to, I found back in the day when we moved to Winnipeg, 92 City FM <laughs> used to have um, Friday night at night moves. Yes. And every Friday there would be a live. Live bands. Live band on the radio. They'd play a full set. The whole thing was live. You get, there was no commercial interruptions or nothing. And uh, I found, I recorded a bunch of them, but I found one for this band called Crackdown. I don't know if you've heard this or not, no. or if you had seen them. I saw Crackdown play twice. I know that for a fact, because I saw them do Rush. So on this, on this Night Moves thing, they did a whole, a whole set of Rush. That's all they played. Wow. And I don't know how many pieces they were. I don't quite remember. But talk about nailing everything. Vocal, drums, everything. They even had keyboard parts in there, which it sounded like the guy was playing with his with his feet like Getty would do. Yep. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah, there's some talented really musicians good. out there for sure. So I got I to gotta find out. I got to share that with you. But I was wondering if you knew... If you had heard of Crackdown before, nope, that doesn't ring a bell. So I gotta, I gotta make you listen to this. You're, you're gonna be blown away. For sure, I, I can always make listen it. to. Yeah. Finding right here. Uh, let's see, what's what songs did they do? Mm. Oh, it? Here we go. So they played. They played Tom Sawyer, Spirit of Radio, mm -hmm. Subdivisions, mm -hmm. Closer to the Heart. Right. That was it. Mm. Yeah, and it was it was dead on. It was perfect. So I remember after listening, like seeing them play, I found out they had actually released uh, a song, uh, like an original song, and it was amazing. And I have it on a cassette somewhere. But um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's listening to the show. I'd, I'd, I'd love to find out what happened to this band or who, who they were. Like that vocalist was amazing. And, I'm, and I think they were a local band. I'm assuming they were local because they played her a couple of times. But yeah, if anybody knows who they are, like, please reach out. Yeah, you need to find out who they are. Yeah, he's, he's probably working at uh, Home Depot right now and he's probably like a couple of years away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But anyway, um, I think we've gone long enough here. You ready to cap it off? Sure. 
So where do we find us online? Uh, you can find me on uh, at the seanmcginnity.ca website. <laughs> I believe I believe I have a link there. It's probably easier to find me that way. Yeah, yeah. I get links in in there to Todd stuff and my stuff. You can find us on all social media at Sean Geek Podcast, all one word. Sean Geek S E A N G K P O D C A S T on all social media. Or to the website, like Todd said, SeanMcGinnity.ca. I was actually, you know when you get notifications that people have, like I've got a couple of videos up for the podcast yep. stuff, right? So um, I was doing something on the channel, I was just looking, I just saw just a snippet of what someone had commented. And, and it was like, okay, so when I did this video, I used my phone, right? So I used yep. the phone and I kind of had it on a stand pointing down and I'm kind of explaining how we get this thing all set up. And he, and, and some, some guy was, or somebody was, was commenting about, geez, I hope that the sound quality is a lot better than, than the video or something or other. And I'm thinking, okay, the video isn't about the video. The video is about how to set up for the podcast. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, I'm just yeah. talking into the phone. I mean, the phone, and you can do it that way also, but just, uh, no, there's always, there's always a critic. The, oh yeah, for sure. For sure, but we know for a fact people have used your video to set to set up their <laughs> their rigs. So yeah, which is pretty cool. That that alone yeah. is pretty cool. So if if someone can get something out of it, then I'm glad. I'm glad. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we'll sign off here, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side, brother. Alrighty, sir. Talk to you later. All right. Alrighty. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.